Hey church, we just heard an incredible message that we believe is for you. So get ready to be encouraged, to be strengthened. This will change your life. We love you so much. Good morning. I'm excited about today. Hello, Antigua. You guys look beautiful as always. And everyone who's in this room and all the leaders who are listening to this love you tremendously. Hey, every uh, week we we take out this time to have a little bit of leadership development time. I am uh, still thinking about our last week's talk with Chris Durso. It was so, so life-giving. Uh, really, really challenging, so encouraging. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, I want to encourage you to go back yeah, and, and do that. If you don't, pr- if we don't pray, we die. Uh, that first one was enough for me just to sit on for the rest of my life. So absolutely loved it. Uh, but we always take time and share some stories as well. And those who get this recording, you don't get the chance to hear the stories because you're not in the room. So I want to take some, uh, some time and hear just a couple of stories really, really quick. Uh, so I'm going to go, I think Judy has one, and then Olivia has a story, and then I'm going to come up and uh, share our leadership thought for today. Give it up for Judy Brown! Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, so I have two stories about baptisms. A couple of weeks ago, we had the honor to baptize um, at our church, and it was such an amazing opportunity. When I went into session two of Growth Track, to teach. As I walked in the room, I looked across the room and there was a young girl literally on the other side of the room that called me. Mm -hmm. Like I took one look at her face and it was like, you need to go talk to this girl. Mm -hmm. And so I went over, introduced myself, talked to her, loved on her, got to to hear about her story. And in Growth Track, we do a a piece in session two about making a commitment to follow Christ, making a commitment to be an owner at this church, making a commitment to the 12 stones. And Crystal did that commitment. We were strong. The team was going. And at the same time, after we follow that, we talk about that we're not perfect. Yeah, right. And so it was a perfect opportunity for me to follow up with we're baptizing today. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be perfect to be baptized. If you feel in your heart that this is the opportunity and you've made that commitment, here's your day. Yeah. And so fast forward to baptisms. Um, Pastor Onika and I are walking into baptisms. I'm trying to get her where she can see because we had such a crowd in the lobby you couldn't even see. And so as as Onika and I climbed the stairs to look over the crowd, I looked up and this young lady was in the baptismal. Uh, I was so excited. I pushed my way through the crowd to catch her as she came out of the baptism to be able to hug her and hold her and hear her say, you telling me I wasn't perfect pushed me into the to the opportunity to make this happen today so i i um so i hugged her i loved on her then i went to the end of the line to do my logistics thing are we moving people are we getting people in the in the pool and there was a young lady that came up to me beautiful tears in her eyes and she said is it too late? Oh, and I said, stop. is it too late? And she said, can I get baptized today? And so I'm like, it is not too late. We literally went running down the hall, opening bins of clothes that had already been put away to find her shorts. And as she was waiting in line to change clothes, she told me, she said, I don't know what's happening in here. And she's patting on her chest. She's feeling the call. And I was able to, while we waited in line, to talk to her about what she was feeling. And we got her in right in in the moment. Right in the moment. Hi, Antigua. Love y'all so much. 
Okay, I kind of have a baptism story too. Jansen and I met an amazing guy named Julio last weekend during fourth service as baptisms were going on. And he shared with us that he came for the first time that day with his girlfriend and their baby, and he had just gotten out of prison like a month before. He had been in prison for months and months. And he shared with us that his sister had been praying for him since they were in high school, and he hadn't spoken to her in three years. And he walked into church and saw his sister. And she saw him. I know, just remember sobbing. So So she runs up to him, and they see each other for the first time in three years, and he's there with the baby that she hadn't met, so her niece and his girlfriend, and they all gave their life to Christ, he and his girlfriend. Oh, my God. And he's getting baptized next time that we have baptism, so I was going to tell people to look out for him just to meet him. Um, But it's amazing because his sister had been praying for him since they were in high school and he was addicted to drugs and ended up being in prison and was completely estranged from his family and walked into Shoreline City and saw his sister. Um, so it was just such a cool reminder that we're housing a place for families to be reunited. Like that, That's so not normal um, that things like that are happening and so it's changed the way that I'm praying for things like that to happen because people that we pass every single day have it spoken their family. That's so great. So uh, all of you leaders who are hearing this, uh, thank you for setting the table uh, for that. Uh, It takes a lot of individuals doing a lot of different things behind the scenes, a lot of prayers, there's a lot of logistics, uh, there's a lot of folks showing up early, staying late in order to provide a space for for God to do what God really wants to do. Uh, So thank you for being a great middleman, uh, if you will, all throughout. Uh, the entire church family. Hey, let me go through uh, this leadership thought real, real quick here. Uh, Acts chapter 2. Uh, Acts chapter 2. We'll start reading in verse 41. If you ever want a, a great sermon to hear, read uh, Acts chapter 2 because uh, Peter gets up and just preaches. The best message ever, and uh, so many people give their hearts to Christ. As a matter of fact, verse 41, those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Uh, so 3,000 individuals uh, are, are giving their hearts and lives over to Christ. So there's a lot of momentum. There's a lot of uh, awesome things, if you will, happening at this point in time. And, and this is happening in Antigua, happening in Dallas. It's phenomenal to see uh, the momentum and all the lives and people being baptized and you know families being put back together and people finding hope. Uh, obviously, we recognize this is not us. We know yeah, it's all right. about about Jesus, and we're so thankful that we get to be his hands and his feet. But but things, I mean, amazing things are happening. Uh, guys, just so you know, even in our own church, uh, I mean, like our attendance that happens every weekend, right. this is what we would have at Easter. Yeah. That's like, when, when the church is like the largest... That's like our normal weeks now. Two years ago, when we had Easter uh, attendance, and there were all these. I was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot. What in the world? What are we going to do? That's our norm yeah. now. So it's just uh, miraculous it what God is doing. Yeah. Again, it's not necessarily yeah. about the overall number. It is about the people and every life. And God keeps bringing all these ones. And we keep trying to keep our eyes fixed on the ones. I wish I had time to share another story. We'll share it later about how the team from parking all the way to kids check-in did so great with some ones this past week. I I got a a voice memo uh, from someone and I was blown away at the care that we have for people. And I know we're far from perfect, but God is moving. But with that happening, how do you steward 
a move of God. Uh, how do when 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 God is bringing people in and, he, and, he's, and he's saving people and eyes are being opened and lives are being transformed? How do you steward that? Uh, because God is always looking for leaders. He's always looking for people that are willing to say yes and 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 step up and do what He's calling us to do. Of course, God could send angels. He could. Yeah. I even think that'd probably be a better plan. You know, most times. But. He chooses to use us. And I'm like, God, are you, are you sure? Are you? And he just keeps doing it generation after generation. It's one of the beautiful things about the Bible is you keep seeing God uses broken people to do extraordinary things for his cause and his purpose. So uh, here, how do you steward a move of God? So I, I think we get some indications in the following verses. Verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. I am not going to go through all of this right now. Uh, we've already, uh, this, this, um, we're already at nine minutes and 31 seconds uh, for everyone who's listening to this. But I do want to pull out a couple of things that I think will be essential to us to understand how to steward. How to carry well a move of God. To not treat uh, like it's common that which God is doing in our midst right now. Not to uh, be flippant with the spirit awakening souls and pulling in sons and daughters and rescuing people and taking them from darkness to light. Let us not be casual with God pouring out his spirit on all people right now and bringing sons and daughters home. I I don't want that to ever be common to us. So one of the things that's in these verses is prayer. Prayer. Now, we already touched on it a little bit earlier. Again, Chris mentioned it uh, last week. And we are in a time of 14 days of prayer and fasting that are just uh, coming to the end. And I just want to remind us, this is a non-negotiable for us as a church. As a matter of fact, those who are listening to this, we just left a time of prayer. One hour as a team. And anyone can come here, whether it's in Antigua or in Dallas. You can come in the first 30 minutes. You know, we're all sitting in our own spots, praying over the prayer cards, praying over our own hearts but then we come together and grab hands and call down heaven and we're asking God to move in might and power and praying that he would not just do things in this city but he would do things all around the world and we're praying for every leader and we're praying for every campus that we have but every campus that God is calling us to have as well in cities that we haven't gone to yet that God is preparing the hearts of people and he's going to be raising up leaders that are going to be going to those cities and we're praying for revival to take place all around the entire world and we're praying for change 
chains to be broken off of people's lives. We're praying for eyes to come up, people to see. Again, we're not praying casual. God, we just hope you kind of do something. We, we believe that you want to do something in the earth. So do signs and wonders. Let us see things that were written about in scripture. Matter of fact, God, go ahead and do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or even imagine. And the people we think are the furthest from you, we believe that you can bring home. That's what we believe. We're a praying church. We're a praying church. We're a praying church. What does that mean, we're a praying church? That means as a people. We're praying people. That means, yeah. oh, I don't know how to pray. Hey, go to our website. We I lit, we have it mapped out for you what you can do. F- follow it like you are a two-year-old if you need to. I don't care, but you just go ahead and make sure we stay on our faces as I am thinking about you and I, all of us being on our faces. Think about you literally laying down on your face before God. You can't fall from that place. That's so good. That's so great. You can't, so you can't fall from that place. Wow. And, uh, you know, again, I appreciate people saying things to me that are very, very kind. But, I, guys, I'm just, I'm literally just laying on my face. Okay? So, I, I, it doesn't even come into my brain like, oh, I'm so awesome. I, I don't even think like that because I'm like, this is God's. So and he's just using everyday people, and I'm thankful for his grace. So um, what God is doing in Antigua is phenomenal. It's, it's like miraculous. I mean, in that city, I was asking Nate, Nate, tell me about the other churches. Tell me what's going on. Tell me. And he's telling me, I'm like, what? God, are you serious? Are you? I don't know why he would pick us. It's not because we're better than anybody. I know that. But I know we will stay on our faces. We will be a praying church. So I want you to wake up in the morning. And even if it's like before your feet hit the ground, God, I ask you for your grace today. As you're going throughout your day, God, I don't know what to do right here. I ask you for your grace today. When you see a person that catches your eye and you don't want to go, maybe go up and talk to them, God, I pray for that person that you would meet them exactly where it's going to be a praying uh, church. But there's one more uh, thing. There's a a bunch that in here I wanted to get to, but I'm not going to be able to do that today. Um, But do you see here, um, it says they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God. Do you see the community and the joy that's connected with stewarding a move of God? And I feel like sometimes we can get really, uh, me, I say not we, me, I can get really intense, right? My wife says this all the time. Earl, why are you being so intense right now? I um, just, I'm I'm just passionate, all right? I'm just passionate. So, uh, but I get so, so intense sometimes, like, oh my goodness, all right, we got a steward to move over, we got, God, thank you, oh, and I'm like, so intense, it's like, well, Earl, Earl, chill out, man, chill out, <laughs> this is God's here, I like that I read this, that they're in homes, yeah. Yeah. eating together, yeah. Yeah. So good. enjoying each yeah. other, yeah. 
and praising God for all that he's yeah. doing. Do you see the yeah. life-giving tone yeah. to this? Yeah. Do you see do you see the joy that's a part of it? Do you see the smiles? Do you see them over a meal cracking yeah. jokes? Do you see them celebrating what yeah. God is doing now? Obviously, they walk through some tremendous persecution, yeah. some, some terrible things that they're about to walk through, but you still keep seeing them with this joy yeah. on them. Yeah. And I just want you to know, this is contagious. And, yeah. and the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. If if the kingdom of God is all about love, I would say the next thing, and I've heard many theologians say this, joy would be the next indicator that God is doing something. And I just just want you and I to make sure we remember to celebrate what God is doing and to celebrate with each other. And it speaks to a spirit of unity. It speaks to there not being a a spirit of competition and and a spirit of division and a spirit of mine and what I want and where I want to go. It speaks to us all laying our lives down for each other. It speaks to uh, I'm I'm for something bigger than just myself. And and it speaks to a community that's trying to outserve each other and trying to out lay down their lives to each other. And it's in that place that you're able to steward a move of God. But when people begin to get focused on themselves and get focused on their wants and their needs and their desires and their agenda and what they want and when they want and how they need to have it and All of that type of jargon and language, it begins to tear at what God is doing because it sucks the joy and the life out of it. We're going to be doing this until the day we die, till the day we have one tooth and we are smoking a cigar. I don't know. That's a weird image, but we're going to do this all the way until the end. So let's just have a great time doing it. Let's make sure when we're talking about connect groups, we're in community together, that we have some people's backs and they have ours and there is a spirit of enthusiasm and joy and excitement around the spirit of God absolutely being poured out and moving in hearts and lives. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you for letting me have uh, this time with all of you. Let's steward this move of God well. Serve team, we love you. Thank you so much for using your gifts and your talents to make it honor as it is in heaven. We pray that today's talk has pushed you forward in your development as a leader. You are loved, you're valued, and you're believed in. Can't wait to see you on Sunday or in one of our connect groups.